0: Someone who hasn't been here that is usually beside you, and you notice, give them a call, see how they're doing. Uh, uh, Miss Lee's doing doing better. She's still progressing. Uh, been visiting with her on Sundays. So keep these folks in our prayers. They 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 really covet our prayers, and they really do help. So let's take a moment to silently go in prayer. Prepare our minds and our hearts for the study of the Word of God today. And I'll close the prayer out with us. Father we thank you for this beautiful day we thank you that we have this opportunity to worship you and to share in fellowship with you in your holy word father as we fellowship and break it open and feast upon it today we pray father that it will satisfy us that it will continue to build an edification complex within our soul that edifies and strengthens us that we can be encouraged against the storms of life and and I know that many people are facing those storms right now almost every one of us father and we mentioned several there that are in need of our prayers and and I pray for each one of them and also our sister Sharon Ernst uh, father she had her treatments start back again this week with three different types of chemotherapy and and we pray father for that and we pray for a good report for zoe when she goes on the 9th of july for her evaluation so father we we're just in prayer for so many people and if i ever forget to mention someone please pray that that they understand that it wasn't by intention father we are the body we are your body and sometimes the body is has many things going on with it and you as the head know what's going on and pray for you to be with each and every person that makes up your body father be with us now as we soak in your word may it help us in life may we take these things to heart may we be challenged by them in jesus name amen all right should I or should yeah I'll go ahead I'll tell you a a little joke I got two of them this morning Um, there was a young man who moved here to America and someone asked him his what's your name and he said my name's Jose and they said how do you like America he said I love America and since July 4th is coming up this week and and Brenda's got her nice hat on. I, I like that. It's, he said, I, I love America, and I love the fireworks, and I love everything about it. And they said, well, what about baseball? And uh, he said, I went to a game the other day, and they greeted me so well. And they said, well, well, how do you figure? He said, well, they started playing the music, and everybody stood up, and they started singing, Jose, can you see? And he said it was just great to be welcomed that way. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, uh, another one was in, a, in this uh, uh, spiritual religious school. Um, evidently, somebody had been taking too many apples and not leaving enough for everyone else. And speaking of that, there's some apples in the back and some potatoes and onions if anybody wants to get some. But, so, they've been taking too many apples. So... One of the, the educators had put a note there in the bowl that said, only take one apple, God's watching you. Well, so everybody, all the kids, they was just taking one apple and going down the line and getting their serving. They come to the end, there was a bowl that had cookies. <laughs> Someone said, should we only take one? They said, no, I'll take as many as you want. God's watching the apples. <laughs> so anyway welcome i hope you brought a bible if you did get ready to get it open but today is the last day of june can you believe it where is the summer going and like we said july 4th coming up thursday there's so much stuff going on where is it going time marches on and it stands still for nobody and with that in mind we need this lesson today we need because time is going to march on and we want to find the key that opens up the happiness and stability of this life and that leads us to the key that opens up the gates to that afterlife to the eternal life the kingdom of our lord and savior jesus christ and so he gave those keys to us in his word And specifically, he told Peter, you're going to be one of the first ones that's going to divvy it out. He told him there in that great declaration of faith, the Lord asked, who do men say that I am? And they started telling him, some say you're John the Baptist, some say you're Elijah, Jeremiah, one of the prophets. And he said, but who do you say that I am? And Peter announced and said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus looked at him and he had to smile and think, I'm starting to get somewhere with this guy. And he said, blessed are thou, Simon Barjona, because flesh and blood didn't reveal this to you, but my Father, which is in heaven. And thou art Peter, and upon this rock, this confession that I am the Christ, I will build my church. And I am going to give to you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Now don't you want to know something about that? He, he's got some keys to the kingdom of heaven. And he says I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I'm going to open up the door for you. Peter's got keys that are not only good for that but also for this life as well. So since you're here today you're going to be turned on to a little secret that everyone else is not going to know about. In Luke 22, 31, and 32, the Lord said this, Simon, Simon, indeed Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail. And when you have returned to me, strengthen your brethren. The Lord chose Peter for a special purpose and I'm glad he did Peter was like us he was common folk he was a regular person he had a lot of flaws and a lot of issues that had to be sanded sifted and worked out and to get smoothed out but you know what he did it and Jesus told him you are going to be sifted like wheat the devil specifically asked to have you and he said this and this has always struck me but he said I am praying for you did you know that the Lord is praying for each and every one of you all the time you know Simon this is going to allow you to have a unique ministry because you are going to be going through this so that you can share your experience with others and strengthen them you can help them through something that they're going through because of what you've went through and when you've persevered when you've overcome these things and you are strengthened and you return to me i want you to feed the sheep and strengthen your brethren i want you to let them know so that they will have the hope now i don't know anyone hardly's personal life and i don't really intend to try but there was a song uh, when i was young that i liked to sing sammy davis jr the candy man and the candy man makes everything he bakes satisfying and delicious you talk about your childhood wishes you can even eat the dishes that might describe your life That everything is great satisfying and delicious I don't know if it is praise God and listen anyway because this will be preventative medicine in case everything's not satisfying and delicious but I know that if you're like me a lot of you feel like I've been sifted like wheat almost every day every week something is churning and sifting me and Peter says boy have i got a message for you the lord is praying for you he's interceding for you and i want you to know something too i pray for all of you every week before i study my lesson on sunday morning to come here i pray for you when i'm here i pray for you intercession is something that we do for each other. Let me explain what that is. What that means is, is you intervene. There used to be a show on TV, it might still be on there, called Intervention, where people intervenes in someone's life and tries to straighten something out. That's what intercessory prayer is. That's what the prayer for one another does, is it's intercessory, it pre- intervenes in somebody else's life. Paul told Timothy this in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1 i exhort you first of all that supplications prayers intercession and the giving of thanks be made for all men so know that not only for your life and your stability and your well-being that i am praying for you others are praying for you and the lord himself is praying for you hebrews chapter 7 gives us a great promise from the word of god verse 25 Therefore, he, Jesus, is able to save to the uttermost. That's infinity and beyond. He is able to save to the uttermost those who come to God through him. And listen to this promise. Write this one down, Hebrews seven twenty-five. He ever lives to make intercession for you and I, for the saints. The Lord is our high priest. He ever lives to intercede on our behalf to God the Father and take those things there. When we pray, since he is our high priest, we pray, remember every prayer you usually end in Jesus' name or by his authority, through him, amen. That's because he ever lives to intercede. He takes not only your prayer and my prayer, but he takes those and prays for you and intercedes to the father on your behalf on the things that you're going through in life the holy spirit gets involved too it says in romans that we don't always know what we should pray for so he helps us with groanings and utterances that cannot be uttered because he understands better what needs to be prayed so know that you've got a lot of help going on but not only that he's given us some things in his word that goes along with it <clears throat> just like peter said i've got a message for you so you got a, a special ministry strengthen the brethren i don't know whether it's mentally physically emotionally or spiritually that you have a need for but what we're going to talk about today please take it in because it's going to be very very important use your experiences after you've been strengthened like peter says then to help someone else when you notice that they're going through the same trauma that you've just went through you can help them now to overcome that as well and share with them that there's hope that there is a way and this is it we're going to move on with it now the very next verse that's up here after jesus said this that you're going to get sifted like wheat simon said not so lord (laughs) you don't know what you're talking about lord uh i tell you that i am ready both to go to prison and to death for you and jesus said well you might think you're ready but you're not and i'm going to tell you something peter the roosters shall not crow this day before you will deny me three times that you know me and we know the sifting that Peter went through we know the turmoil the pain the heartache that happened after the words of denial being in his mouth the rooster crowed and the Lord turned and looked and saw and he went out and he wept bitterly he's been to the bottom of the pit and he had a hard time with it and trying to recover so the Lord understands John 21 peter's back in a rut again he said there i go efficient you know what happens when you get in your rut and things don't seem to be working out right you go back into things that your life has been trained in and what you what you've known and that's almost like a muscle memory comfort zone and it goes back into where you came from and he says i go a fishing and the rest of the disciples that was around him said okay we're going too. we're going to go with you now you know what it looks like whenever you go back into your rut it looks like this he climbed back into his boat and it says immediately got in his boat but that night they caught nothing so that's here to tell us something that going back into that boat, into that rut, it's like nighttime. It's darkness. And it's not productive. They fished all night and caught no fish. So it might be where you lean towards, but it's not going to be a good place. It's not productive and it's not light. Jesus is the light. Without him, there is no light and it becomes a dark place. But I want you to know something. After all of this and after they had fished all night, know this, Jesus that's been praying for you and praying for Peter was standing on the shore when the crack of dawn started to come. He was standing on the shore and you know what he did? He hollered out, children, child, have you caught any fish? You know what they said? None. We haven't got anything. And he said, Cast the net to the other side of your boat. And when they did, he said the right side. I always like that. Put your net on the right side of the boat instead of the wrong side. And the net about broke with fish. And you know what John said? It hit him. It's the Lord. Peter, it's the Lord. He's the one standing on the shore. And you know what Peter did? He put on his overcoat because he'd been out there without much on. And he jumps in and he goes swimming back to the shore to the Lord. And you know what the Lord had ready for him? He already had a little fire with fish and everything ready. It was a feast. Breakfast on the beach. You know why? Because he still loved him. And he wanted to let him know that he loved him. Even that rut that you've been in all night again that you went back to. Come on out. And when he got there the fish was there and you know what that you know what a meal represents in the bible fellowship it represents fellowship being in a relationship he's trying to tell him i'm still your god i am still your savior and i love you and i forgive you and at that point peter he's trying to somehow tell the lord how sorry he is and how he wants to make it up but he really doesn't have the words to do it he's just kind of dumbfounded in trying to explain it so it's the lord who starts uh, providing the conversation he says do you love me simon son of jonah do you love me and he says lord you know i do you know what he told him feed my sheep if you love me Begin to feed my sheep. Begin to turn their life around like you're getting ready to turn yours around. Help them. And he asked him a second time then, Do you love me, Peter? He said, Lord, you know I love you. He said, Then tend my sheep. And then it says a third time the Lord asked him, Do you love me? He's, you know what he said this time? Lord, you know everything. <laughs> so you know I love you. And when he said, Lord, you know everything, that means. You know I'm weak. You know I've failed you. You know I'm sorry for what I've done. And the Lord said this time, Okay, I believe you. Feed my sheep. You're ready now for the ministry that I'm setting you up because you've came to yourself and you love me. And so if you're ready, turn your Bibles to 2 Peter chapter 1. This is the last words of the man that turned his life around that was sifted like wheat and now he wants to show you how he ended up with a superb life and this is the key to happiness and i promised you last week that we was going to go here so this this is the key to it all so don't take this lightly this is one of those passages where it's kind of this and this and this and this and we just kind of quickly read over it oh no please Take the time to soak this in, okay? 2 Peter chapter 1, beginning in verse 1. Simon Peter, a bondservant, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who have obtained a like precious faith, with us by the righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ, grace and peace be multiplied to you, in the knowledge of God and Jesus Christ, our Lord, as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him who has called us to glory and to virtue, and by which we've been given to us. Here you go. It's been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that through these you might become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in this world through the lust. First thing Peter says to us, faith is a precious thing. You have one of the most precious things in life if you have faith that Jesus Christ is Lord. And then he says this, if you have obtained that, Become a servant with me like I am. And then grace and peace will begin to be multiplied to you. And I ask you, is there anyone here who does not want grace and peace of the Lord's provision for your life? Isn't that why we come here and why we study and why we worship him and why we love him? We want grace and peace to be a part of our life instead of chaos and struggle so then he says it will be multiplied to you it comes through what the abundance of knowledge of him peter says you can not only have it it will be multiplied to you through the knowledge of our lord and savior jesus christ romans 10 verse 17 says that faith that he's talking about comes by hearing and that hearing comes by the word of God so this faith that we're talking about comes by hearing the word of God hearing these things that he's getting ready to tell us it is the most important thing in your life if you will dwell upon it it has the power to build it has the power it says here to give you God's divine nature that his power will provide his nature to start to be upon you through the promises that he has given us, these exceedingly great and precious promises that he comes. And he says, by them, you will escape the decay, the destruction. The word really means the death. That the death of this world that has been put in as corruption, that daily it goes down... You will escape those things when you apply these things to your life. For this very reason, he will go on in that next verse, in verse 5. This is the very reason why I need you to give all diligence to something. I want you to put on the divine nature, receive grace and peace. For this very reason, then, give all diligence. And that means speed haste with enthusiasm it means you're excited about what i'm getting ready to hear and i'm going to quickly put them into motion give all diligence for this add something to this faith that you have he says add virtue to it virtue is the fruit that is beginning to be born in your life because of what you are learning about god from his word It's what it's producing in your life. It's the goodness, the moral goodness that's displayed in how you live. You no longer begin to live like you used to live. The things that excited you then don't now. Living for God does. I don't, like Peter would say, I don't go to the boat no more back to my old life. I don't talk like the sailor that I used to talk like. I don't do the things that I used to do because I'm on a different path now. Virtue begins to exude in your life and begins to show because of this knowledge that you've been given. And then it says this add diligently to faith and virtue knowledge. Why knowledge? Okay, after you've begun to learn after it begins to produce fruit in your life all of a sudden it makes sense and you're able to apply it to situations in your life let me give you a biblical example of what i'm talking about this type of knowledge moses i love going back to moses the man of god no one was like moses it was said most people, God said, I talk to through visions, dreams, and in ways like that. But Moses, I've spoken to Moses face to face. Moses is my man. Now, God had told them, when this last plague comes, you're going to have to move quickly and get out of here, okay? And they did. After the death of the firstborns, they're out. They're gone. And the Lord told them specifically something. It says, Whenever you get to this certain point, I want you to camp right here at Hieraroth. Okay, you know where that is? The Red Sea is behind you. The mountains are on that side. The mountains are on that side. And you are basically trapped. And he said this to Moses. He said, I'm putting you here. I want you to camp here. You know why? I'm going to glorify myself. Because Pharaoh is going to come chasing after you. And when he does, he's going to say, look, they're trapped, and we can go and take them. And then I will be glorified, the Lord said. So they go and do what the Lord said and camped in this place. And sure enough, here comes Pharaoh's army, the horses, the chariots, the soldiers. They come bearing down on them. And you know what the children of Israel did? Same thing I do. They screamed. They screamed. They got fearful. They were afraid. And they started, I know you guys never done this, but I have. They started blaming someone else for the problems that they got. Moses, this is all your fault. It's not mine, it's yours. You brought us here. Were there not enough graves in Egypt that you've brought us out here just so that Pharaoh can take us down? You know what Moses had to tell him? Now now here's our knowledge That we're getting ready to add okay Moses said stand still the battle is the Lord's he will fight for you and prevail you stand still and be quiet so think about now what Peter's talking about adding knowledge to your faith and virtue the situations in life When you are cornered, when the enemy is after you, when you feel there's no escape, when the heat and the pressure is on, don't scream, don't blame someone else. Sit back and take notice of the situation. Did the Lord say to camp here? Yes. So if the Lord told me to be here, he knows that I am here for a purpose, so that I might be glorified. Now, therefore, should I be afraid and should I be in fear and should I start blaming everyone else for where I'm at or should I start to say, Lord, my faith and virtue and knowledge begins to tell me that you can handle anything and that I'm probably here for a purpose and I need to relax, calm down, and trust in you and allow you to fight for me. that's what it means when it says you add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge, because knowledge begins to get you comfortable in life, that no matter what situation I'm in, what I've been through, what is going on, that evidently the Lord has told me to camp in ha and that even though it looks bad to me he's got a plan and purpose behind it. And you know what happened after that the moses told him stand still the lord will fight for you and all of a sudden the pillar moved to the back and separated the army from the children the lord parted the sea made it dry land they went across the lord pulled the plug And here come the army again. They began to get fearful again. And Moses said, no, wait. And the Lord told him, stand there. Raise that rod and cause the waters to go back across. And the Lord crashed the waters upon the chariots, upon the soldiers and the horses. And he took care of them and fought the battle. You know what else he did? While they were going across when the waves started to begin to crash if you look back there in exodus it says the lord pulled the wheels off the chariots the wheels started flying off because the lord pulled them off why so they couldn't get away and then the water crashed on them and the lord fought and provided the victory now that's what he's wanting to do in our life if we will let him if If we will say I've added to my faith that virtue the way that I'm supposed to handle myself in these situations and to that I add knowledge that you are the all-powerful God and all-knowing and you've placed me here for a purpose to glorify you. In the worst situations you had, if you look back in life, the Lord has been glorified in your life through it, and it has blessed somebody from it, if you will look at it. Now, he says, add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge. And then he says, after knowledge, add self-control. Because once I began to put these things into practice, and I've seen that the Lord has won a few victories for me and pulled some wheels off some chariots, then I can control myself in these situations. I no longer spin out. I no longer freak out. I no longer get nervous. Anxiety set in. Fear sets in. We cast out all fear and all doubts because of who we are. But it happens through the word and through trusting and through faith and adding these things to your life, Peter says. He says, I've listened to Paul that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And when I get to this point, you have mastery over self and the situations don't control you. You control the situation, placing it in the hand of God. And that's where you get into self-control that you have now added to this. And then, he says to that, you add endurance endurance it means to stand under something to be able to bear up underneath of the load and to carry it and persevere through it that's what endurance is and again i point back to peter in his life he endured through all this the apostle paul said in philippians he said i have been hurt i have been cold i have been hungry i have i have been in a lot of places i've had lack but he says one thing that i will tell you that i have learned you see faith and virtue and knowledge and endurance and all of these things is a learning process that you add and he said i have learned that in whatever state i am in to be content now that's when you've added all of these things together and now contentment comes with endurance that i know for a fact that it's for the good and that the lord is going to work it all out for that i have learned that i had little and hungry but now i am content and it is christ that i can do all things through him who strengthens me and then peter says Another thing that I add a layer on here, this building block of your edification foundation is godliness. And what happens then is I turn everything over to him. Godliness says I recognize his sovereignty, his power over my life. I've proved it now and added these things and it's all came through. So now I just turn it all over to him. It's godliness is now the way i've turned it and allow him to have it i become devoted and that's my response to the grace and the mercy that i have learned up to this point point. and then he says add to that this is a tough one brotherly love you know he waited to put the last one as brotherly love you know why because that's one of the hard things what did jesus have to say on the cross father forgive him they don't know what they're doing. You know, dealing with people is one of the hardest things. At work, you might have some folks that it's very hard to get along with. It's always antagonistic, always trying to put you down. If they can cut your knees off and make you smaller, they look bigger. And here's how it takes You've got to add all of these things before you can get to brotherly love, don't you? Because that's the hard part, to be able to say even though they're despitefully using me even though they are defaming me father forgive them i'm going to turn it over to you and i'm going to try to love them and be the best example that's the tough part But peter says you can do it but first you've got to add all of these things to your life and as you grow you get to do this and then he says i'm going to give you a promise in verse 8 i give you a promise here that if you are exercising these things in your life and you have added them to it he says you will not be barren or unfruitful in this life because of the knowledge that you have gained in jesus christ they fished all night and caught no fish without him but when you begin to add these things into your life and you become content and you can endure and you can persevere then your life is fruitful it's not barren And he makes it a promise that it will never be that way if you diligently add these now if diligence if that's not in your vocabulary if I don't diligently desire to seek and to exercise these things in my life well then there's a word of caution also it says if you're not then you will lack these things in your life it's gonna be a lot harder to be happy and content and to endure and persevere and to enjoy your life but not only that you're short-sighted you become blind to the things that god is trying to provide for you and to help you with in this life and you begin to forget where you came from and so you'll go back there again you become short-sighted and you will go back to those things and you you forget the manner of person that you were so therefore he says in verse 9 my beloved he urges us even more to be more diligently to to persevere and to move on verse 10 therefore make your calling and election sure solidify this thing don't leave any doubt in it make your calling and election sure be more diligent to add these things to your life so that you're sure of that keys to the kingdom that he says i'm going to give you and as the worship team returns two more precious promises are given he says if you do if you diligently add this to your life faith virtue virtue knowledge knowledge to the all the temperance and endurance and patience when you do these and then you get to godliness and to brotherly love once you've done this he says you will never stumble you will never fall in this life. And then it says that you will be supplied an entrance to the kingdom of God. I want to tell you something about that word supplied. My Greek teacher spent an hour on this word. Just explaining the background of supplied. We look at it oh an entrance will be supplied. You know what it you know what it means? Back in the day, we'll put it in our day but back in the day this is what it meant it would be like this in our day day. say you had something that you wanted to put on a production say you wanted like the passion of christ the movie that they put out say that that was what you wanted to put on and somebody said you know what that is a worthy cause and here's what i'm going to do i've got the means and the funds I am going to fund this production for you. Not only am I going to provide all of the set, the actors, the food, the trailers, I'm going to do it lavishly. You're going to be treated like royalty. It's going to be a great thing and don't worry about a thing because I am going to foot the bill and I am richly, lavishly going to put this production on okay you just go do it that's what the lord's saying here if you will follow these things that peter patterned in his life from the pit to the pinnacle he says if you will add these things and you will do them and you will diligently seek after them and you will trust and do it he says i promise you you're not going to fall and the lord is is lavishly preparing the way to the kingdom of heaven that you are desiring he foot the bill for you you know why because you're worth it you were worth it and he wants you to be there and he says all you got to do is follow the plan so please take these words of encouragement and edification from peter who was sifted And then went on to superb. He says, this is the plan that God gave me to feed to you. This is how you enjoy life. If not, you become short-sighted. But he says, if so, not only are you going to begin to enjoy this life and live without fear, but also know that a great production is being ready to get put on and he is lavishly providing you and I with the entrance into it let's pray father we thank you so much for these words of encouragement and I'm I'm thankful in a way even though it hurts me to think that Peter had to go through these things but he did it for a purpose that you had in mind so that he can share with us these secrets these things that helped him to prevail and that he can now feed and share with us and father i pray diligently that we will take these things in and be challenged by your word that we become diligent in them and add these things to our life and father we trust in that promise that then we will never fall and that we'll have an entrance into that kingdom of your son, Jesus Christ. Thank you for his sacrifice. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: See? And I will adore you